Welcome. This is the Real Estate Investing Mastery Podcast. Hey guys, what's going on? Joe McCall and Gavin Timms. How you doing, Gavin? Good, Joe. How are you? Excellent. Hey, listen, this is really, really, really important. We're talking about this topic right now because times are changing. The market is shifting. We're starting to see it in our own business. A lot of the big institutional buyers, the buyers that were buying all of our deals before are starting to back out and they're starting to pull out of deals. Doesn't matter if they have five, 10 grand in earnest money deposits. It doesn't matter that they actually have the deal under contract to buy it. They are backing out of deals right now, left and right. And uh, we're starting to see a lot of things going on right now. And we want to talk about in this video real quick, the top seven steps active investors must take now, whether you're a wholesaler doing houses or doing land or doing lease options, or whatever kind of strategy you're doing. These are the seven steps you need to start really actively taking serious consideration and steps and moving towards if you want to succeed and prosper in this market. Gavin, you know, talk about uh, your business a little bit and I'll talk about mine. Like, what are you starting to see on the, um, with, with, with the deals that you're selling right now? Yeah. So as of, um, we closed four uh, last month and as of last week, we found out we work with a few different hedge funds. We also obviously have local buyers as well, but out of the, out of the hedge funds, all of them had pulled out from the ones we work with by one. And the one that hasn't pulled out, they've dropped their prices from 85% buy-in to 75%. So they've dropped it 10%. They are still buying, but the rest of 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 kind of just sitting out and kind of waiting to see to see what's going on. And you know, from personal experience, Joe, you know, when the hedge funds really got cranking for us in 2018, normally they fund every quarter, a lot of them do. So they actually ramp up their funding for every quarter, so four times a year. Uh, and we had about 12 deals. Uh, we were due to make about two, 220,000 in 2018 in closing with one hedge fund, and they lost their fourth funder. So they came to us basically with, we can't close these deals uh, because we don't have any money. Because the funder, that our main funder, uh, has just pulled out and he's now not funding. And it was a mess. It was a mess for us because we were overpriced, right? Um, we were locking these things up. Uh, no one would pay local prices for, for, for these deals. And it was a worrying time. We managed to close about $60,000 and then literally had to go back to the sellers and, you know, do whatever we could to move these deals, whether it was retail, whether it was um, doing whatever we had to do to make, not even make any money, just do the right thing and get these things closed, however. And we got through it, luckily, but it was a worrying time. And from that moment, because I think you learn from your experience, right? That's, that's what we do. And as coaches, we try and put this back in to go, well, this is what I've learned. And from there, I always, I always knew that I will not be contracting things that I can't move as well locally, right? And that's, that's kind of what we're now seeing now. So now they're actually pulling out because of the market. So for different reasons, yeah. uh, but this just goes to show that you, you can't just rely on one thing. Yeah. And, and we're starting to see dramatic shifts in all kinds of different places in real estate. And, and we're going to talk about this here. For us with vacant land, 
we don't really ever sell to institutional investors anyway. That's where we're kind of seeing the biggest shift with, with, with the companies with the big money. But with vacant land, um, buyers are getting a little more picky. But here's the great thing. We're seeing sellers being more willing to negotiate and lower their prices. Uh, we're starting to see a lot of, um, in the housing specifically right now, we're starting to see a lot of uh, huge increase in price drops, a lot more people dropping their price. And we're seeing a lot more, con- a lot of deals going uh, from active to pending, falling through, coming back to active. So they're, they're, a lot of buyers are falling through because interest rates have gone up. So, all right, so let's talk about this real quick. Well, what's the problem? We are entering into a recession, no matter how you define it. I think it's pretty, pretty, pretty clear right now. Stock market's crashing. Crypto markets are crashing. Inflation is going up. It's the highest it's been in 40 years. Now, you could argue, well, it's still not that bad, as bad as it was in the 20s and 30s or whatever, but or it's not as bad. Someone was telling me, well, it's not as bad as it is in Venezuela. Well, okay, yeah, granted, right? Uh, but interest rates are going up. And still, historically, interest rates are low. But we're seeing a shift in the market, and we're starting to see this. I, I'm talking to investors all the time with my podcast and stuff. We're seeing market the housing market slow down. Now, we're still selling deals, but the whole point we want to make here is that we need to be positioned in a right place where we can still profit and sell these, buy and sell these deals at a profit, right? So we're starting to see this right now. Hedge funds, they're either pulling out of the market, which is a majority of them, or they're lowering their prices. So before, like Gavin said, they were offering 85 cents on the dollar. Now they're offering 75 cents on the dollar, which means you as the wholesaler, as the investor finding these deals, if you're working with one of these few hedge fund companies that are staying in the market, you now need to be lower. And Gavin, talk about this a little bit. I mean, this has been going on for a long, long time, for many years. Great thing about working with these big institutional buyers is they pay so much more, right? Yeah. But at, on, on the flip of a switch, if something's going wrong in Wall Street, they will shut everything down. Doesn't matter if the house is under contract or not. And so a lot of these big institutional buyers, they're getting now to where, all right, we need to buy these things at what the local investors are paying for, right? Yeah, absolutely. You know, you're, you're exactly right that they will they will just drop you just drop you like a heartbeat, right? Yeah. It, it's literally like that. They don't because there's networking, right? Uh, and then there's hedge funds. <laughs> so yeah. what that means is it's not like a local buyer that you have a great relationship with uh, that you can say, well, look, how can we figure this out? Let's work on it together. They're like, uh, no, the boss is above. That's it. We're done. We're not buying, and that's the end of it uh, because you're working with someone that works for a company and they do not have the final say. And, you know, that, and that's the, you know, the, the big thing. I was going to say too, this is all tied to the stock market, right? Because mm-hmm. like, it's hard to understand. I don't even understand it all. But when this market crashes and the economic indicators look bad or whatnot, these hedge funds are, are leveraging money and interest rates, you know? So as interest rates rise, they can't leverage their money like they used to and the stock market's tanking. So they get skittish, they get nervous, they move their money from here to there. And that is what affects what they're buying in the housing market. We have some zip codes in St. Louis area here. I was just looking at this recently for a local news story where um, 40 to 50% of all the homes that were being sold in the zip code were being sold to big institutional investors. Um, so that is that is really, really slowing down right now. So Yeah, Absolutely. Uh, but lenders and banks are also tightening their re- lending requirements, okay? If you're somebody who is using institutional money, banks, to buy big portfolios of properties, 
you're starting to see, or even like if you're doing the burst strategy and you're buying and refinancing and all of that, you're starting to see higher requirements. You know, you need more down payment. Interest rates are going up, which erodes and cuts into your cash flow. And they want to see more cash in the bank. So it's getting harder and harder to get financing, regular traditional bank financing, because they're tightening their restrictions, right? Yeah. So bottom line, you can't rely on institutional buyers anymore. Uh, but this is what's actually exciting. This actually presents an amazing opportunity for us as investors, as wholesalers, mainly. Because like we can adjust and change very quickly. We're moving into a buyer's market right now, aren't we, Gavin? I mean, this is... Yeah. And then and this may take... This whole shift may take months, three to six to 12 months to shift into this buyer's market type of thing. But we're starting to see it right now. It's very, very plain. Yeah, absolutely. And, and for the new investors, uh, right, what's ha- happened over the last two years is basically you've come in and you can negotiate at a higher price that's not realistic for, yeah. for, for the last 20, 30 years, right? So you, you're coming in and, and you're, you're locking deals up because you are selling to the hedge funds and some are paying up to 90%, right? You're not going to find a local investor unless it's a good buy and hold, right? That's going to pay you 90%. It's just not going to happen. You're going to be at 75 you know, 70%, sometimes even 65, depending on your market. And that's that's where it gets harder because people are going, well, I've done, do, been in the business two years and I'm locking them up at, you know, at, let's say for a hundred grand, you're getting them at 70, 80, $80,000 and sell them to a hedge fund. Now you've got to come in and get them at 50. So you've got to come 30,000 less to still make a 10 spread. Um, so as Joe says, the big thing is, though, is that you have to turn that into a positive and say, well, here's the opportunity. This is where you need to skill up. This is where you need to get better at what you do because the opportunity is going to be now. And and we don't want, obviously, I don't like to see people in foreclosure and the things that we're going to see in this market. I don't wish that on anyone, but we are here to help solve problems and try and get people out of these situations. Yeah. Um, and with it becoming a buyer's market, this is where now you, you've got to get ready um, to, to kind of take over and dominate. Yeah, and this is so important. We're, we're going to see a lot of uh, beginning rookie wholesalers be shaken out of the market. Uh, guys, you know, if, if, you've been in the, if you've been in this business for less than 10 years, it's like hard to fail. It's like hard to not make money because it's been so easy. And you may think, man, everything I touch just turns to gold. And you may think you're all that. But what's going to happen? We're seeing a lot of beginning wholesalers of wholesalers that were one-trick ponies, people that didn't understand um, how to really work hard and negotiate deals, do creative things, network and find good buyers, local buyers. You're going to really struggle in this market. Um, so what should we be doing now? You're asking? Great. We've got seven things here we're going to talk about. First thing is, number one, you need to find buyers first. And this has been true for a very long time, but especially now, we should always be finding buyers first. We need to be in a place where we're not just marketing for sellers, we're also marketing for buyers. Why? Why is buyers so important? If you think about it, who's really our customer? It's not the sellers. Our customers are the buyers. They're the ones who have the money and we need to go find what they want. I've been through a market cycle, one or two of them before too. And uh, I got started in 2006, right? So I saw the big crash. Guys, even when the market was at its worst, the housing crisis of 08 and 09, et cetera, there were still people buying deals. There were still investors buying deals. And there were still people wholesaling deals. So what those people that were successful back then when the market was falling, what were they doing? It's real simple. 
they were finding the buyers first, finding out who they were, finding out what they wanted, and then they were going to go get it for them. Now, their profit margins weren't as high maybe as like what we're seeing now. Like those days, pretty much, I mean, you can still make 30, 40 grand on a wholesale flip, but I think those kinds of days are gone for a little while, right? We need to be getting more comfortable to $10,000, $20,000 wholesale fees. Don't let anybody tell you that you should be feel good with the $3,000, $5,000 wholesale fee. But like, especially in, in some of these markets, these wholesalers were getting used to these big, fat wholesaling assignment fees. Those are going to become a lot harder to get. But the people that are going to succeed are the ones that go out and they find what their buyers want and go out and give it to them. What do we say all the time, Gavin? It's so much easier to sell buyers what they want versus yeah. what you have, right? 100%. And you don't realize as well how that impacts you being on the phone, uh, being able to negotiate these deals. When you understand just psychologically going into a deal and going on the phone, knowing that you have four, five, 10, 15 buyers looking in these areas at these prices, your confidence and your ability to be able to close deals is huge rather than I'm locking this deal up and I have no idea who's going to buy it. So then you're hesitant without even thinking about it. You're, you will not, you know, you will not close uh, because of them reasons. So the confidence that it will give you knowing that you have people in your market buying will translate through your whole business from marketing down to talking to sellers, making them offers and locking them deals up. Um, it's absolutely huge from a confidence standpoint. Yep, exactly. All right. So that's number one. Find buyers first. Find out what they want. Find out what they're buying and go get it for them. Because there's a lot of money sitting on the sidelines waiting for prices to drop before they come back in to the market. So there will always be a demand for housing. We just need to find out who that demand is coming from, right? Number two, you need to start thinking about lowering your offers. Like we were just saying already, before you could get away with offering 75, 85 cents on the dollar. Now you're going to need to be offering 65, 60 cents on the dollar or whatever. Yeah. And that's the one thing we've been doing in land. We're making offers um, where before we were making offers at maybe 35 cents on the dollar. Now we're making offers at 20 cents on the dollar. And guess what? We're still getting them accepted. The sellers are reading these news stories also. They're kind of freaking out. They're thinking, oh no, I need to, I need to sell this thing. And they want to sell it fast before the market gets even worse. So you need to be lowering your offers. This is so important, yeah. isn't it, Gavin? Yeah, absolutely. And and the reason is, is that you're going to burn a lot of time, right? Um, you know, it's easy to go and get a contract signed if you overpay, oh, right? Yeah. We can, I can go and get 15 contracts a day just by offering too much money, right? So you end up wasting time and not getting anywhere. So you have to, again, learn what the market is doing and go lower. And that's where, again, that sales skills comes in, uh, the positioning to be able to go lower, price anchor, you know, be able to drop low, uh, deliver the offer in a, in, in a way that you can then come back up and, and, and there's certain things and skills that you can develop to be able to do this. And that is where you're going to make money in this market. Because if you're going in too high, um, again, you're going to be stuck with these deals and then yep. you're not going to be performing. Uh, and it's just, again, negative to negative. So make sure that you're going in lower and have the confidence that the, the sellers will accept these offers if you talk to yep. enough people that they, they will come yep all right number three number four one is find your buyers first and but this is things we all we work with our coaching students on all the time very successfully number two is lowering your offers number three is learn creative financing gavin in the last 
probably three or four days, I've had two different students come to me with like, hey, I got these lease option deals under contract. And so what's happening is if you're lowering your price, what if you could offer the seller maybe a higher price, the price that they wanted before that they could have gotten before on a creative deal structuring process, right? So it's like, give this, you're, you're going to need to lower your prices, which is going to bring, bring a lot of shock to the sellers. But what if you could say, Mr. Seller, I might still be able to get you this little higher price if you'd be willing to wait for it through yeah. seller financing, subject to lease options or whatever. And so I'm seeing this already. This is huge, guys. There's going to be a lot more sellers that are willing to take your creative financing offers. Lease options, owner financing, subject to. And so it's really important you learn how to make creative financing offers. We work with our coaching students. I've been doing lease options for years. Those are coming back. And I'd really encourage you all, if you're doing lease options right now, to do lease option assignments. Don't stay in these deals for three, four, five years. Who knows what's going to happen to the market? We're not here to predict that. But these are this is a time when you need to be in and out of these deals really quickly. You need to be in and out. You need to focus on the quick nickel rather than the slow dime. So there's a huge opportunity here for wholesaling lease option deals or wholesaling sub twos, wholesaling owner financing. Um, so that's really, really critical and important to understand. Yeah. Gavin, you know, one of the things we do on our coaching calls with students Talk about what Dustin does. This is really, really amazing. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, firstly, this is this is where the market's going to go, right, is, is to create finance. So you have to, you know, be ready for that. You have to be learning that. And again, um, some of my best performing videos, even on YouTube, is about positioning offers. Okay. Again, it's back to sales. How do you position this cash offer going into a creative deal? And if you do it and structure it correctly, they will sign that contract because you've added the value to them for them to understand it. Right. Uh, and then, yes, as what Joe was saying, we, we bought in, um, Dustin, one of the business partners I have in terms of doing creative deals, uh, where we'll actually partner with students. So if they, are wholesalers and they don't know yet if they just get someone that's interested in terms uh they can give us that lead we'll actually work with them with the seller partner with them if we lock the deal up and do the deal we'll take them through it as a case study make sure everyone gets paid and it's a win-win um and that's what we're trying to do how do we you know as as uh, influencers as as mentors coaches whatever you want to call us how do we get more deals done for everybody right how do we how do we change more people's lives in terms of understanding the power of real estate and under the, understanding the, 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 the importance of being able to pivot in any market, uh, whether it's going up or down, uh, to, to capitalize on all your leads? You're spending um, all this money on marketing, but if you can't close, you're not getting anywhere. All it is is just you're just putting money into something. So you've got to learn you know, that sales and them creative deals to be able to do that. And that's why we brought that in. Um, just in the last couple of months, we've probably closed, you know, two or three, I think, uh, creative deals with students. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a huge benefit. It's us. really, really picking up now. And you've got to be able to offer multiple different options to sellers and give them multiple choices. And one of the things we're going to give you, um, if you go to reiproof.com right now, you'll get a PDF. We'll show it to you in a second. Um, we talk about how to make creative financing offers in that PDF. Um, so go to reiproof.com. And this kind of lines up with number four is what, what we're talking about here is lining up hard money, private money. So when you're selling these deals now, 
it's not enough just to sell them with, for cash to a cash buyer. Um, you're going to need to be more creative on how you're advertising your deals. And when you can advertise a deal with financing already in place, it's going to be huge. You're going to sell these deals so much faster and for a higher profit. So what does that mean? Well, talk to your local hard money lenders, right? Start looking at raising private money. If you can't rely on the banks anymore, start thinking about raising private capital. And the best private money in the world is seller financing, the financing that the seller carries back for you. So if you can sell a deal to another investor where the seller is keeping their financing in place, maybe you're taking over the existing mortgage that's still at 2 or 3%, right? Um, or you're doing some seller financing at, at a low interest rate, or you have a hard money lender that's willing to lend money on this particular deal, guys, you're, 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 you're made. It'll be so easy to sell your deals in a recession to investors when you have financing in place because these buyers are having a hard time. They run out of money. They don't have unlimited sources. And when you can provide financing in place, I mean, it's game over. You can, you can make a ton of money. You can make a killing in a recession. Yeah, and the, and the lenders won't lend. They're going to be analyzing that deal, right? Unless you have a relationship with them, they're not just going to be writing you checks. So they're going to look and go, this is too high in this mm -hmm. market. Again, what does that go back to? You've got to get it lower. So having these lenders, they're going to be able to educate you as well on, on if you, you should be buying this. That's such a good point. Because if a hard money lender says, no, nah, I'm not going to lend you that, it's not a good deal. Yeah. And you should never buy a deal for your own self to keep if you can't wholesale it out. It's not a good deal. If you can't flip that thing to another investor, landlord, you know, that is not a deal you should buy for yourself. I'm telling you, that's a big, huge, flat, fat warning sign that you need to pay attention to. So the other cool thing about working with hard local hard money lenders is they know who the active buyers are. And so they can also bring you buyers. You can tell these hard money lenders, listen, I'll pay you a $5,000 referral fee if you can bring me a buyer that buys this deal at this. So when you can advertise a deal with hard money or financing already in place, it's easy, easy, peasy to sell yeah. those deals. All right? All right. Number one, we're going to go through these again. Find your buyers first. Number two, lower your offers. Number three, start offering creative financing. Give the sellers multiple options. Number four, line up hard money or private money and sell your deals with financing in place. Number five is really important. You need to start looking at your own business expenses. This is the time now to start cutting the fat, right? You need to start looking at all the different marketing that you're doing and find out, okay, well, which campaigns, which type of marketing is not working that well? Maybe you need to cut that. Maybe, you know, in the past, it's got it's been easy to be sloppy. You can be sloppy and still make a ton of money, right? But now it's more important than ever to look at your expenses and you've got to know your numbers. If you don't know your numbers, you do not have a real business. There's a great book called Profit First. You've heard me talk about this story before in my podcast, how I got in trouble with the IRS because I wasn't setting aside money. But Profit First is really simple. For every dollar that comes in, you pay yourself first with profit. Then you, well, you take profit out, then you set aside money for the IRS, then you set aside money for yourself. And then whatever's left over is what covers your overhead and your expenses, right? Mm -hmm. So that's really important to understand that if you do that, your business will always be profitable. I mean, Gavin, we've we've met people before that just blows our mind. They're like, yeah, I'm doing tons of deals. I'm making tons of money. But when you sit down and look at their numbers, mm -hmm. it tells a different story, doesn't it? Yeah, there the, the was a, the worst I've ever seen 
was a guy, and I won't say his name, was in Texas. He came to us and he'd done something like $450,000 that year. And when we actually dove in, looked at the numbers, looked at what was going on with his marks and everything, he'd spent about 485,000 doing it. So he'd actually lost money, right? Now, obviously that was the expense, maybe he's putting stuff and buying stuff through the business, but still he was running at a loss because he felt like he was doing well, but he knew something was wrong, but he couldn't figure out why. And it was because he was just, but you know, hiring people, office space, just all stuff that's not necessary uh, to be doing when you're trying to grow so fast. And if you don't know your numbers, you don't even know what's working because money's just coming and going. And and you know, you have money one minute, then you don't, and, and it's hard to track. So uh, when we we dove in, you know, you don't have a business. So again, you start cutting them expenses, and then you start to see the money in the bank start to grow. Um, and that's what you need to be doing right now and i just want to say as well you know is that uh, i've been in the business obviously less time than joe but you have to learn from people's mistakes and failures right it's not what they're actually doing well it's what they learned from so when i started working with joe one of the first things that we talked about was profit first he's like you need to read this book this is what happened to me so i'm like well i'm not so i put taxes aside i'm always up to date because you learn from that, right? So again, that was one educated lesson for me to go, I don't want to do that because it's easy as entrepreneurs, right? You start making all this money and then you start putting it into things, you start reinvesting. You're not thinking about that you owe, this isn't all your money, that you owe the IRS, you owe the state, whatever. You're not even thinking about that till the end of the year when you've reinvested everything and then you get that big check and you're like, well, I don't have that. So you can kind of see how it goes wrong. So you've got to be thinking, guys, that when you're the things we're talking about is from experience. So you don't um, yeah. follow in the same footsteps. But nothing is more frustrating. Well, there are some things that are more, but there's very few things more frustrating than making 30 grand on a deal and it all disappear in overhead and expenses and salaries and marketing and taxes. And then that only is going to be good for the next 30 days, right? Mm-hmm. And then you got to, so it's, it's just hustle. It's just grind. And sometimes you got to do that. But if so many people out there, if they would just look at their business, look at the numbers, like, you know, you got to be honest with yourself, get your head out of the sand, look at the numbers in your business and think about this, like, man, okay, how much do I really need to survive? Like, what do I need to cover my living expenses? You know, do you have six months of living expenses set aside in the bank in case it all goes to hell, Right. Are you prepared that if everything were to fall apart, you could still survive and figure out a way to get back on your feet with six months of making sure your rent and mortgage payment is covered, right? So look at your expenses, your personal and your business expenses. What do you need to cut and trim now may be the best time to do that. You know, I'm telling you this from experience. I buried my head in the sand. I didn't look at the numbers. Uh, I knew I was in trouble. I was hemorrhaging cash. You've got to make these hard decisions now. So look at your business expenses, cut the fat, and read that book, Profit First. It'll change your life. It's, it's such a great book. All right, so number six is offer incentives to your buyers. Now, what do we mean by this? So there's a lot, there's fewer buyers now. And so how can you make yourself stand out and sell your deals faster? We talked about this a little bit, but when you can offer like, hey, we'll cover your closing costs, or we'll give if you're an if it's an agent you have agents that are bringing you buyers offer a higher referral fee to agents offer things like financing is in place do the extra work go the extra mile 
to talk to some hard money lenders and line up some financing. You know, I remember when the market was crashing and things were really, really difficult in 2010. One of the things that people forget is that the small local banks were still lending money on deals. The small local banks. So if you have, you got to start thinking about building relationships with some, some local banks. So when you find a deal that needs a lot of work, a blue collar, median priced home, and that's one thing we should add to this list, what kind of homes you should be focusing on. But anyway, banks were still in. And so if you can build those relationships, go to a local bank. And I remember doing this very, very early on. This is going to become even more important going forward. You need to write this down. Go to the local banks and find out which ones are lending on deals. So you go to a local bank, you say, listen, if I were to buy you know, a house in this zip code, a good blue collar, median priced zip code that needed work, would you lend money on, would you let me as an investor borrow money from your bank to fix that house up and rent it out? Okay. And most banks are going to say yes. All right, cool. Then you need to find out from them, oh, what are your requirements? What do you need to have in place? to finance this type of a deal. And they'll tell you, well, you got to have 25% down. You need to have this kind of debt to income ratio. You need to have at least six months of payments and reserves. Maybe it's a year, right? So what you do then is now you know what that bank wants, what they're looking for. And when you market that deal, you can tell your buyers, hey, I have a bank, a local community bank that will lend on this deal. And these are the requirements. And you're not, it's, you're not doing anything... Um, you're not, well, what I'm trying to say is like, when you let your buyers know, they're going to be like, oh, okay, I get, I can buy that deal. I can get the money. Maybe they'll lend on rehab. Maybe they won't. But now you can present this deal with the financing in place. So go through that extra work to find those local banks that will lend money on those deals. Make yeah. sense? All right. Mm-hmm. Credit unions. Yeah. Somebody here in the comments is talking about credit. They still lend money. I mean, they're in, that's how banks make money. They lend. So interest rates, rates may go up. But they are still lending money. Find out what their requirements are. Okay. And, and I want to add a 6.5 into here, Gavin. Talk about this, the importance of focusing on the areas where there's high demand. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, where there's, where there's high demand, you know that obviously the, the properties are still moving right uh especially for the for for the for the buyers um you have just got to understand is that when i analyze a market and i'm going to go into a new market there's two things that i have to make a decision on okay i understand that if everyone's buying in a certain area it's going to be more competitive okay but people are buying deals there so i have just got to get amongst it again and i you like to use the word dominate a lot but and that's not from an arrogance but that's just an internal thing where i'm going to come in and try and dominate right through my team or the skills that we have to be able to lock these deals up so you have that opportunity to be able to do that understand that it's going to be more competitive understand that you're going to get into bidding wars right and and how why are they going to do Okay, why are they going to be? Why are they going to do business with you and not someone else? And that's what you're trying to do. And when we come on to the seventh point, I'm going to talk more about that. Um, then you have the obviously opportunity to go. Let's go surround around that area, right? And you can start to also pick up buyers that are on the outskirts where it's maybe not as competitive, not as busy, um, to be able to then focus on what them, but that what their buyers want. But you don't want to be 
is in as a wholesale it doesn't really matter because you can wholesale anything but you need to be as joe's just put on here the medium price homes right that's where people are going to gravitate to because that's where people are going to be again renting that's where we know we can fill we're not going to go after the million dollar house in alabama right where no one wants because the finance is too much they're the ones that are going to be more concerned but if you go to an area where the median price, where the renters are going to be uh, are going to be still renting, okay, that's where the buyers want because they know that they're going to be more secure with them rentals. They're not going to go and get something and try and flip something in five six hundred thousand dollars where your median price is two hundred. Yeah. They're going to be shifting to, and gravitating towards that that median price. Yeah, focus on the demand. Where is the demand? And it's the median priced areas. It's not that $750,000 one-bedroom condo in Miami, right? Yep. Those days are over. It's not yep. the million-dollar McMansions in Tempe, Arizona. It's, it's the, uh, the median price. There will always be a demand for that. Okay, so focus where that demand is. Number seven, we're almost done here. It's all about networking and relationships. And this is more important now than ever. You can't be a lone ranger. Talk about this a little bit, Gavin. Yeah, I mean, this is this is guys, this is the the most important thing in the business, and you can go from top to bottom with this, right? Yeah. Uh, networking relationships. You can you, we can talk about banks as Joseph's been talking about. When you walk into a bank and you 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 get to know someone, right? And they're going to have all these requirements. Well, guess what? Once you've done one deal, two deals, the requirements will change for you. It may be that they need six months of seasoning. Now you've done a couple of. Deals, they trust you it's now three months okay uh they used to say 25 percent. now they only want 15 percent down because they know you uh it's the same with the hard money lenders right or the private money lenders i have private money people that just write me money they won't even look at the deal because i have the experience and the trust with them but it takes time so when the hard money want all of these things but you've done now five deals with them now it's just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything becomes faster because of that networking relationship. Same with the cash buyers, right? We have what we call VIP buyers, where we know they're going to close. We know they're true to their number. And that goes a long way in this market. I will take three, four, five thousand dollars $5,000 less knowing that this person is definitely going to close rather than having this new buyer or this potential hedge fund that might pull out at the last hour. And then I'm going to be scrambling around you know, trying to fix the problem. Again, how does that work? Relationships, right? We also have, and, and I don't recommend this until you know the buyer, but there's a lot of times, Joe, where we don't even have the deal locked up. We will send the buyer in, yeah. he will give us the price, then we will go and lock the deal up so we know what we're working to, okay? Yeah. So, and the buyer knows we don't have the deal locked up. Everyone's a book going, yeah, we can pay this, whatever you can get under, is yours. So we know now, all right, great. Well, they're going to pay 60. We're already at, you know, 45 or we need to get to 45. We need to get to 40 and we will lock them up. Now, I would never teach that because I need you to know that you're trusting the buyer. But again, it comes down to that relationship, you know, networking with realtors, right? One realtor might have 10 cash buyers. Property managers, what do they do? They work and they run doors for investors. Do they have investors that want to sell right now? Do they have investors that want to buy right now? Yes, they do. Network with them, pay them. And if you do this, and even wholesalers, right? Experienced wholesalers, they will have buyers. 
networking with all these people that we're talking about is going to make your job and life so much easier when you don't have to send out 16,000 text messages or emails on a deal. Yeah. You can pick up and have one conversation and move the deal in 10 minutes. Yeah. That's what I like to do personally. Well, and this is so important. What if you're a beginning investor and you're like, man, I don't know how to make relationships with, with who these back to what you need to surround yourself with other investors that are already doing deals and then bring deals to them and learn how to do these deals by partnering and networking with people that are already doing deals. So if you're completely new in the business, get in a coaching program, join a group, a Facebook group, a meetup or whatever, where there are other investors doing deals. So you can kind of piggyback on their success. You know, as you learn this business, you don't have to be the lone ranger trying to do it all on your own. I don't know if I have ever done a deal where I did 100% of everything all by myself on that deal, right? Uh I always partnered with people, other wholesalers, other investors, sometimes students, sometimes mentors. I've partnered with people on deals and that's going to be really critical for your success. I mean, we have students all the time that partner with each other in our coaching program. Um, we, you know, somebody may have a deal, they just need the money. Somebody may have the deal and the money, but they need a title company that will let them do double closings or assignments or innovations or whatever. And so when you are surrounded with a good group of people doing uh, similar goals and, and, and doing the same thing you want to do, you can all help each other. Yeah. Right. And the, and, the, and the good thing is, as well, with our network that we have, you know, Joe, is that, you know, sometimes we'll get people from other coach or the coaches from other coaching programs saying, hey, I got a student here. And I say, yeah, I got an experienced student here. Just send me the info. I'll pass it on. Yeah. And we'll get co people doing it. I, I Someone will bring me a deal in Michigan, Detroit. And I'll go, yeah, I have two people in a mastermind that work Detroit here. Call them. If they won't buy it, it's probably not a deal. So we can match people to get deals done. We don't have to, it's not about us staying, it's about getting more deals done. If we don't have to stay in the, the deal every time. If I can make one quick connection and get the deal done, then uh, I'm, I'm going to do that. Yeah. Okay. So number one, what should you be doing now to survive in this recession? We're in this, we're, we're in this for the long haul. We're not nervous. We're not scared. We're excited because there's a lot of opportunity coming our way. So number one, Focus on finding buyers first. Number two, start looking at lowering your offers. You just can't get away with the same offers you were doing before. Number three, learn creative financing. Learn how to give sellers multiple options. Number four, start lining up hard money, private money, so that you can offer this financing in place to other uh, investors. Number four, number five rather, start looking at your own expenses. Start looking at your numbers. Cut the fat. And read the book, Profit First. It's important now more than ever to really, really dig deep into your business and know your numbers. Number six, offer incentives to your buyers, things that other your competition is not doing. Offer to pay for part of their closing costs. Offer higher referral fees to agents that are bringing you buyers. Offer financing in place, like we talked about before. Get the banks or get the private money, the hard money that will be willing to lend money on that deal. Go that extra mile and do that extra work. And it kind of relates to what we are just talking about with networking. Number 6.5, we added this in. Focus on the right neighborhoods. Focus on the neighborhoods where there will always be a demand for housing. And that's in the blue-collar, median-priced rental neighborhoods. There will always be a demand for that. There will always be money trying to buy those homes. And it gets all about networking and relationships, which ties to our last, most important, we feel, point in all of this. Get a coach. Get a coach, somebody who can mentor you and help you profit during this time. Guys, we've been there. We've done that. We have that t-shirt. 
We've been, we're doing deals now. We teach what we do and we do what we teach. When we don't outsource our coaching to a third party sales floor, we're actually deep in the trenches doing these deals on our own and with our students. And we just want to encourage you, if it's not even us, that's fine, but get a coach that can help you and, 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 and help you with your success because you need somebody that can be in your corner showing you and telling you what to watch out for, what to do, what not to do, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, again, from experience, I went straight in. <laughs> Spent $7,500, never bought a real estate course, never read a book. I had no idea. Uh, someone told me about an opportunity that sounded good. So I was like, let's go. And uh, six months is my, was my goal. If I give it everything in six months, it doesn't work. I can walk away and say I tried. And I mean, I tried. I didn't I didn't go well. I didn't really do anything. I mean, I tried. I'd sat there for 10 hours a day pounding the phone until it was going to work. And if I did that six months and it and it didn't work, then at least I could say, well, I, I, I tried my best. Um, and guess what happens, Joe, when you start working? It, it works. Massive. <laughs> He's not making yeah. Yeah. action. All right. So, guys, if you're interested in getting on the phone with us, and you, we have a PDF too that we created that talks about the recession-proof real estate investing business, how to create a business that is recession-proof and doesn't matter. And we dive deep into all of these things that we just talked about. You can get this PDF for free. Gavin and I, we did it together. And uh, you can go to reiproof.com for that. But we're also, as a free bonus, including with this, a strategy session where you can get on the phone with us or somebody from our team and talk about kind of where you are now, where do you want to be, and then helping you come up with a plan to get there. Because we're all here right now and we want to be over here somewhere. Maybe it's like making a lot of money. Maybe it's just quitting your job. Maybe it's just something to part-time, pay the bills and pay some extra vacation, right? So how are you going to get there? That's the trick. That's the question. And yeah. what coach can actually help you get there faster. And, you know, sometimes it's like, the most successful people you look at, they all have coaches. And it actually costs you more not to get help. And if you're trying to learn it on your own, yeah, there's tons of free resources out there. But you know, you could go look for something on podcasts or YouTube, and you're going to get 20 different voices telling you to do 20 different things. Yeah. And you're going to be spinning your wheels and wasting a ton of time. And, and it's what it's amazing. I, I can't relate to this because I didn't do it. Probably you can, Joe. But we talk to people and sometimes the people that join us and you look and go, well, what have you done? And they've bought every course going. They've spent 20,000 on courses. Right. And I'm not saying that this, the courses aren't good. The information's there. But do you have the accountability? Do you have the help? Do you have the, the structure? Right. To, to be able to, you know, get deals done. And, and that's the difference that the why you need to be in something and, and it, whether it's with us or not that doesn't matter you've got to get someone that you like that you trust that you jive with uh to be able to get these results um so you've got to do it and when you go here guys it's really important when you download that um there's going to be a second page that pops up and there's going to be a button i think it's blue that you click for that free strategy session we only have obviously limited time as well okay so if you're listening to this now uh make sure you go and get on that calendar ASAP before. I'm not saying we're going to take it down. I don't know what we're going to do, but we only have obviously limited amount of spots, as you can imagine. Um, so make sure you take advantage of that as soon as possible. Yeah, let me show you. This is important, guys. When you go to get this recession-proof real estate investing, all right, you see this here? Yeah. REIproof.com, REIproof.com. You're going to be taken to this page. Just put in your name and email and phone number. Click free instant access. The next page is going to take you to a little video 
of Gavin and I talking about a um, little bit about what we talked about right now, but right here is this button, schedule a call with us, okay? You click that, it's going to take you to another page. It's just going to ask you some questions. You schedule a time and uh, you, you can pick something that, let me go back here to where we were. Here we go. Um, so you can pick a time to get on the phone. And we sometimes we call it a gap session. This is going to be something where you can look at, all right, this is where I am now. This is where I want to be. And this is what you just like, I, I, I don't know what to do. In this call, we're going to give you a roadmap and we're going to give you a guide map. We're going to tell you how we can help you do it. And if you feel like, yeah, this is something I want help with, then we'll talk about that. We'll talk about next steps, okay? It's completely free. And you're going to at least walk away from that call with like, oh, that's really cool. This is what I need to do. All right? That's so go to reiproof.com, reiproof.com. Cool, Gavin, anything else? Should we wrap this up? No. Yeah, I think it's great. I thought that was good today. Uh, let us know, guys, in the chat. Uh, give us a heart, thumbs up. Make sure you like and subscribe if you're watching on one of the podcasts or the YouTube or Facebook. And yeah, I mean, now's the time, right? Uh, we talk about that. It's not let's wait six months and see. You've got to get in now. You've got to start learning these things, these steps that we're talked about. And that is how you're going to pull through this market, hopefully making a lot of money. And, uh, and that's what it's about, pivoting, uh, understanding what the market's doing. And um, yeah, happy awesome. investing. All right, guys, go get this free PDF right now. Schedule a call. Let's talk. Go to reiproof.com and we'll see you guys later. Take care, everybody. Thanks.